What's going on, Playa? Show's being powered today by TheEnclosed.com. Hit the site. You want to do something cool for your woman? And when I say cool, I mean something sexy uh, and something that not only will she love, but God Almighty will you love it uh, as well. Uh, Go pick out a pair of panties on TheEnclosed.com on the website. Uh, Then sign her up for a Panty of the Month Club, basically is what you're doing. Uh, One month, three months, six months, uh, nine months, or 12 months. And every month, she gets a really badass black box in the mail inside containing the panties and rose petals. Um, And they are from different parts of the world every single month. Like one month, she may get like a boy cut from Belgium. And then the next month, uh, she may get like a tea bag from, you know, Canada. I mean, it's just really high-end, luxurious um, underwear. Uh, and plus, the visual is really awesome. Be a rock star. Uh, a little bit later on in the show, I'm going to tell you how you can get $25 off your order at theenclosed.com. Entertaining. I have to entertain. I have to entertain. Not boring. This is The Kramer Show. What's going on? Welcome to the show for, uh, what's today? Thursday, June the 23rd. Um, I got a chance today to interview Tommy Davidson from um, uh, In Living Color. Tommy Davidson uh, is also going to be in Sharknado 4, uh, so we'll talk to him in a little bit. I uh, I saw this earlier, and I was laughing my ass off. This is uh, Ben Affleck talking about Deflategate um, last night with Bill Simmons. Have you guys seen this? This is... I think Gene, do we have the unedited? Uh, I want. I don't want the beeped version of this. Give me the unedited version of uh, Ben Affleck. Okay. Is this the ultimate Boston sports story that ever could have happened? Us against them. Deflategate the is the ultimate bullshit fucking outrage <laughs> of sports ever. It's so fucking stupid that I can't believe you realize they gave him a suspension for a quarter of the regular season, which would be equivalent of suspending a baseball player for 40 fucking days, 40 yeah. and a quarter days, yeah. to be exact, which is what they do for when you get busted taking steroids. Right. Which, and by the way, if the NFL had a real testing, if really knew how to test for steroids and HGH in the They'd NFL, there'd be no fucking NFL. Right. So instead, what they what they did was suspend Tom Brady for four days for not giving them his fucking cell phone. That's and for having a friend who called himself the deflator. If I got in trouble for all the things that my friends called themselves, yeah. I would be finished. Okay. You want to give a guy because he doesn't give you his cell phone a, a punishment? I, I would never give the organization as leak-prone as the NFL my fucking cell phone so you could just look through my emails and listen to my voice. Especially the NFL, the, the, the league that leaks everything. That's right. So first, I thing- mean, he is really belligerent, you know? I mean, and I, I get your passion about it. I, per- personally, um, I, I think it's, it's a, you know what, he broke a rule. I mean, I don't, I don't want to sit here and talk about Deflategate all fucking show, but uh, <clears throat> I mean, if you break a rule, you broke a rule, you know? I mean, period. That's the end of it they're gonna do is leak this shit and i don't know maybe it's it's funny lovely sex messages from his wife maybe it's just friendly messages from his wife maybe it's maybe tom brady's so fucking classy and yeah. such a fucking gentleman that he doesn't want people to know that he may have reflected on his real opinion of some of his uh co-workers you right. know like guys he plays with guys he plays against his real feelings i wouldn't want guys who i didn't think were very good to know i didn't think they were very good i wouldn't want guys who i who i thought were great to know i thought they were great i'd want my keep my 
opinions to myself. Surely his opinions about professional football are contained in his emails and his texts and his fucking telephone. Not giving your telephone, to, they're not the FBI. You're not required to, this isn't fucking federal subpoena. We're now, not- I will say this, that there is, uh, there is something about that, you know, about your online shit that more and more people are putting it on their phones and, you know, people are having affairs and they're saying all this crazy shit and it's going to wind up that if you're involved, like, okay, let's say you're having an affair. And the wife and the husband, uh, you know, go to court and the, the husband says, well, I want to subpoena her text messages. Eventually it's going to be, that's, you know, going to be admissible into court. It may be even now. I don't know. Well, she erased the messages. Oh, well, uh, well, I want to subpoena and I want, I want to go to the, to the provider and go back in time and I want to get those fucking messages. So then, the, you know, the people that she's been text messaging back and forth and sending titty pictures to, those people are going to have to wind up going into court. Those people are going to get divorced. Uh, and two, I've heard about companies that are now, uh, have you heard this, where they ask for your uh, Facebook password? Um, that is a prerequisite for some companies before you go to work for them. They want your password. They want to see what you have got in there and what you do and where you go and what we look at, who your friends are, who, what you like, all that stuff to expound even further on it. And I should pull it up in a second. Uh, in fact, I, I believe I will, cause I don't believe I've put this on the uh, podcast, but Mark Cuban talks about the future uh, with the internet and fuck it is incredible I'm, i might do that in just a second although i'm having fun with ben affleck at this point required to turn over your bank records it, it's it's outrageous you look at um the crew what's his can name? share fucking, anytime uh, if you guys want to cheer for this i'd be this really happy eli eli did a whole layout with the new york times a whole cute spread two years ago about what goes into an eli football yeah. And it was like a lot of a lot of massage. Kramer show today being brought to you by the enclosed.com. Like, the yeah. whole fucking thing was about how he's, he he's got to scuff it like Phil Necro before he'll ever fucking put the football in a game. Yeah. And then all of a sudden and nobody even thought to think that there was something wrong with that. They printed it, it ran, everyone loved it. Goodell thought it was charming. And now they're saying that taking footballs from a warm place into a cold place, finding out that there might be a, a whisper less air pressure in those balls it was like eight percent less Which, and that brady who's who's trying to do he's trying to win the afc championship he has the hardest job in professional sports he's didn't, didn't tom brady though uh many times and years before this admit and say that he likes his balls uh with a certain amount of less pressure because he can get a better grip and he has better uh control of the ball See, I think that's part of this, and they're not they're not gonna of course they're not gonna talk about that, but I know Brady did say that. Um, and that's that's why it's important um that he broke the rules and you know. Oh, they've even got whiskey right on the set. I'm looking back there. They must have got that's what they did. They Bill Simmons got Ben Affleck drunk like some cheap whore in the middle of the night and put him on TV. That's what happened. What is that? A little, little snifter and a little uh little bottle of bourbon back there in the back? That's awesome. Has to remember all these plays. He has to remember what every single player in the offense does on every play. Has time to make sure the balls are eight percent less inflated than legal, because it's just that tiny bit is what he needs. I talked to guys, and they didn't measure it correctly. Exactly, they didn't measure. I talked to fucking football players, pro football players, 
across the board they think it's bullshit. They all Aaron, look at what Aaron Rodgers came right out and was like, I yeah. like a, I like a big ball. I like to overinflate a ball. That's not don't investigate me. I'm good. right. I do it. You know what I mean? But all of a sudden they're like, yeah, but you know. You know what it's really a, about now. This is a now. conspiracy of people working inside the NFL who all come from organizations that Tom Brady whipped their ass <laughs> over the last 10 and 15 years. So there's guys who work for the fucking Jets and the Broncos and everybody else who are now going like, get him, hang him. You know, because he, because they have some slight, flimsy fucking pretense. And Tom is so classy. So you agree it's a it's smear so, campaign. It's a fucking ridiculous smear campaign. And Goodell now doesn't have the... Integrity, I want to say, frankly. You can absolutely say that on HBO. I don't know if my old employer would have agreed. <laughs> doesn't have the decency to just say, you know what, this is stupid, I was wrong. This is ridiculous. We're, we're running our greatest player ever through this, this mill of humiliation and shame, which is totally unwarranted for the sake of our own bruised egos, our embarrassment, and to paper over our mismanagement. Well, so, no, now it's about they want to protect... It's literally, it's a legal issue now about protecting Goodell's right to be able to do whatever he wants. So it's not even about whether this is right or wrong. He just wants the authority to be like, Ben Affleck, you're suspended for four games because I didn't like this or because I think this happened. We haven't done anything to, to address this crisis in domestic violence in the NFL, but the fucking football better not be 8% lighter. <laughs> and if we find out it is, you're gone for four games. <laughs> Uh, I'm that what, brother. What is his deal? I don't know. Look, uh, just stop drinking a little while before you go on the fucking air. Uh, this is what, what uh, Mark Cuban was uh, talking about with social media, and it blew my mind. And Mark Cuban is this very smart guy. And for Mark Cuban to say something like this, this will make you think. The biggest mistake that people make in social media is that they let their posts live forever. I think we are about to go through a huge transformation in digital media for the simple reason that people are starting to recognize that privacy, our privacy is disintegrating in a lot of respects. And I, and I don't think that's necessarily horrible, but we've gone from a scenario where we were a little bit concerned about cookies and how um, different online sites would track us to not really realizing in social media that every person you follow on Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, Facebook, um, whatever it may be, every person you retweet, repin, repost, um, renote, regram on social media defines who you are. And there are applications now who are collecting every bit of that and creating profiles about you and anticipating what you're going to do next. And so you are, by what you do on social media, you are creating a profile about yourself. And that is going to be used not just by online companies, but that's going to be used in every walk of life. You're going to go look for a job, and they're going to run an online social media analysis of you and use that as a psychological profile. You're going to get sued if you're a business person, and they're going to look to see where and how you posted. Then they're going to bring in an expert and say, Mark Cuban, based off of who you tweeted, who you retweeted, who you pinned, who you repinned, who you posted, who you regrammed, what you wrote, put on Instagram, what you wrote in this forum, we've aggregated all that together and run it through some algorithms, and we decided that you are most closely like this person who we convicted of that crime, so you must be alike. That is definitely going to happen. And then what's going to happen post that is you're going to be walking down the street. And they're going to recognize who you are from 
you know, a, a video um, through video facial recognition, and they're going to say, ah, there's Mark Cuban. We've already run the analysis on him because we anticipated that he shops here and he doesn't live far from here. So it's very likely that he'll be here, and we know what he likes, and it's going to put Minority Report um, and every other sci-fi movie to shame. And every single one of these things, I'm working on now. And that's exactly why I've got two apps that I wrote. One will be coming out called Expired, another one called Cyberdust, which is a messaging app so that when you send somebody um, a message on Cyberdust, 30 seconds after they open it, the message disappears. Wow. And we store it nowhere. It cannot be used as part of your digital footprint. Th think of this another way when it comes to messaging. When you send a text, be the most benign text, yes, I want to buy something. When you send it, the minute you hit send, you lose ownership of that text. Whoever you send it to now owns that text. They can add whatever context, whatever commentary, whatever feedback or other information or video or pictures around it to create whatever image or picture or message they want to communicate about you. And you have zero control over it. So while we've educated kids about the, the risks of, po of posting pictures, you know, hey, you might not get into that school or you might not get that job because of that picture of you holding up, you know, a beer can. We haven't educated them or anybody about what happens to texts. And they're just as dangerous, if not more. At least a picture tells you a thousand words. With a text, the other 995 can be created by anybody to create whatever picture they want to create. And that's the reason I created Cyberdust, <laughs> to take care of that. And that's the reason why we created Expire. You need to be going back and deleting all your tweets after a certain period of time. Deleting all your retweets after a certain period Fuck. of time. Fuck. Unfollowing people that you think could send the wrong message, even though you don't know what that message could be construed as in the future. It's scary. And I'm coming to get you. Yeah, he's fucking right. You know, they have um, they have that technology now where <clears throat> they take, like he said, they take all this information about you and they ball it up, right? And uh, say, um, say there's a mall, there's a mall everywhere in the country, and you walk in, they have cameras, it recognizes your face, it goes to your, say, your Facebook profile, and it uh, and instantly it analyzes what you've liked, uh, what you've shopped for, and all of this stuff, and it it creates right there in the front of the mall as you're walking in uh, a digital billboard customized to you. And say you uh, you you searched on Facebook um, for let's say uh, little league baseball bats, okay. Um, it knows that it recognizes your face. Boom! It pulls up that information. It goes in its database, picks out what store in that mall sells baseball bats for little league players, say like a Dick Sporting Goods, and boom, it's right there. Now, I, you know, here's the thing, I, and this kind of freaked me out uh, recently. Recently at home, I've been working on uh, our studio at home, and I, I. You know, I've told myself a million times I needed to do that, and I and and I haven't gotten serious about it until the past this past year, because um, you know, God forbid something to happen to my radio job that never happens, so I want to be prepared if something were to happen, uh, to be able to have a business of my own, uh, doing voice work or 
uh, imaging or whatever at home. So uh, I have gone online and done a lot of sh- a lot of shopping for. You know, I don't want to bore you, but you know, like microphones and um, um, acoustic treatment and uh, booms for microphones and mixers and all this stuff. And I pretty much knew what I wanted. So uh, I looked around on a couple of websites and I found that I can usually get the best deal uh, from eBay. So I I started signing up uh, for eBay and started doing some shopping and a couple of weeks went by, and I've noticed in my Facebook feed, uh, they know exactly what I mean, dude. They know exactly what I was looking for. Uh, I looked up a certain um, USB mixer. Uh, Alesis was the brand. Looked that up, and one of our engineers came in, saw saw me looking at stuff, and he and so he and I had a conversation. So I went to Google and I looked up a couple of different ones, Behringer and this other one. This happened like way recently, uh, and so a little later that afternoon, I'm on Facebook, I'm scrolling through, and I see every you know ten pages I scroll through, and I I just kept scrolling to see what would happen. Every you know say ten pages would be an ad for a Behringer or an Elisa, uh, whatever it's called, uh, mixing board. And, and I'm like, now how, how can that be legal for Facebook to, they're obviously into my shit. I mean, I'm not searching for it on Facebook. I'm searching for it on Google on another computer across the building. So then I sign into my account and I'm like, wow, they're making money. So, how is how I don't understand how that can be legal for them to take because obviously they're fucking you know stealing that information and then using it for their own purposes and usually uh, they're satisfying some other person or entity or company that's uh, advertising within Facebook. I mean, I could pull it up right now. I I just think that's inc- insane. And back to what Cuban said, as far as what you're retweeting and um, you're liking and all that stuff, um, I have a job where, you know, like there's a lot of things that I do online that the average normal person uh, doesn't really need to to be concerned about. Like, I mean, um, the shit I look at, I mean, every every now and then there there are reasons why I go to porn sites and. Uh, I type in, you know, silly shit in Google to look for videos to post. And, you know, if you were to go back in my history, I mean, it would be it would be fucking weird. Um, so I'm not, you know, but I'm not going to be looking for, you know, a political job. I'm not going to be looking to go into a certain prestigious college or anything like that. Um, you know, I'm in radio and we all, you know, are kind of built upon that weirdness. So it's not a big deal to me. Uh, but I think about my kid, and at this age of 12, you know, now he, his online world, he's been online uh, doing things for now a couple of years, since he was like 10 years old. If you think about other avenues that you get online, like the Xbox, you know, he's all over the Xbox. Uh, he's all over YouTube, and I keep a close watch on that, but... You know, and he could give a shit about Facebook, but I keep a, a really close watch on that. But you can't be there all day, every day, and what he's doing, who he's talking to, and 
uh, if you really do sit down and think about it, it scares the shit out of you because, because you're talking about a 12-year-old boy who's going to look at 12-year-old boy type shit. So what does that say? Um, I just read a story yesterday where LeBron James Jr. has already gotten offers to college. Um, you know, it's it's a different world. We look at things from an earlier point of view in life. And like Mark Cuban says, you've got companies out there that are compiling information probably from this early age of 12. I can't tell you how many times my kid has come to me and said, hey, dad, can I have $20 for, for what? Can I use your PayPal? For what? Well, because I want to get this thing. What do you want to what do you want to get? So he is already in that world. He's already buying um merchandise online. He's already buying uh DLC packs for video games. Um he is um in like uh the other day he told me that he was in the I IGN crew uh within Grand Theft Auto. So he's experiencing I'm 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 watching all of this and I'm like, wow! Just when he is in his early twenties, there are going to be companies out there that know every single thing about him, and there's nothing that he can do, and there's nothing that any of you can do unless you just go off the fucking grid, which is impossible. There is a meme going around. I mean, th these things happen all the time where they say. Uh, would you rather have a million dollars or, uh, or no, for a million dollars, could you go off and have no Wi-Fi and no use of your phone for a week? I keep seeing that and people go, oh no, you know, people type in, no, not a, not, not a chance, man. I got to have my phone. I got to have my internet. I got to, there's a commercial out and I, I, I forget for which provider it's for where, uh, the internet's out one minute goes by and the family's like, <sighs> The inter no Wi-Fi for three minutes, and the family's like, okay, okay, come on, man, come on, come on. Wi-Fi out for 10 minutes, and the whole family is just losing their shit. And I'm like, wow, we can't – that's so true, and it's so sad that we can't live without the fucking internet for 10 minutes. There are no more family dinners. There aren't – I'm babbling now – but 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 it, it it constantly hits me. I'm like there there are no more family dinners. There are no more family games of Uno or Connect Four. Uh, there are no more uh, sitting around and talking. Everybody has a phone. Everybody has an Xbox controller in their hand, and yada yada. And most of the time that doesn't bother me. But this past weekend it did bother me. I was like, you know, like when I was a kid. Families would actually go and do shit together and spend time talking. Nowadays, you get the family together, you get in the car, you've got internet access in the car, everybody has a tablet or a phone, everybody's on it. People are communicating constantly with people that are outside of who is 10 feet away from them. Um, you know, when you go out to dinner, look around. You know, I mean, no one, no one, we had a meeting at the radio station the other day and, uh, I never, I never, and I mean, never take my phone into a meeting. I just don't do it. We had a, um, uh, we had an IT or a, um, what do you call it? I, it was an IT meeting. Uh, we met about digital stuff and the whole staff is sitting around this huge table, 100, almost 100% of the people 
had their phones sitting right in front of them. And they're communicating with people on their phones while they're talking in a meeting. And I'm like, how much really can can get done in a meeting where we're talking about things and people are, you at least have, you know, 30 or 40% of your attention on that phone. So how much is actually getting done? What kind of work, what kind of progress are we doing if everybody has their phone and that's part, I, I, I don't, I don't, I can't do that. I can't allow the internet to be a constant part uh, of my life. I just, you know, I, I deal with it at work and I deal with it when, when I have to, and it, uh, there's a certain amount of fun to it, but there are other, there's other shit going on out there that you need to put your time and attention into. And we really are losing focus of that. We really, really are. And, you know, you can sit there and say all day long that that's an old-fashioned attitude or whatever, and you can say, well, that's just where we're going, so whatever. We're still living lives. Although you have an Internet life and that, you know, it's like people don't even really care about their existence anymore in the real world. They care more about what this fake bullshit Internet world thinks of them. You know, people are walking around getting angry and and getting hurt and jealous and everything else based on these bullshit, fake-ass relationships that they have with people that are not even in the state of which they live. They live somewhere else. And you care about what somebody says in another state about you more than you do your family that you don't even talk to. Girl, let let me get off my soapbox. I'm sorry, baby. I get so worked up, baby. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I, you know, I, I get loud. I raise my voice. It's just because I get so excited, baby. Oh yeah. Uh. Uh. Go to theenclosed.com. Let me pull up the website right now, real quick. Have you seen this? go to um panties yeah hit the site theenclosed.com hit panties and um oh the g-strings fuck the hot pink popsicle Mm. look at these panties man tasty tangas i like those a lot i like the passion cake I really like, oh my God, look at these. The spun sugar and the dessert plate. Are you kidding me? There are bikinis. Um, um, they have ultra sexy panties. Let me click on that bad boy. Dude, really? I mean, look at that dark and stormy. Um, If you want, you know, if you want to do something special for your chick, Hit up the enclosed.com and then go, you know, shop around on the site and um, send send your girlfriend or your wife a pair of these panties. They come in a black box. They open them up and the rose petals and the panties come out of this really sleek looking black box. And you can do it for a month, three months, six months, nine months or, or a year. And every month 
um, that they come. They come, you know, from a different country. It's a different cut. Uh, they will help you with the size. Go to theenclosed.com. Use my name, Kramer, as the code. K-R-A-M-E-R, Kramer. And they'll give you $25 off your order. You will look like a rock star. The Enclosed, E-N-C-L-O-S-E-D, theenclosed.com. Loud, obnoxious, rude, opinionated, but hung like a horse. Tommy Davidson, ladies and gentlemen. Black women are genius. Let me tell you something, man. And with them children, you'll never see no children getting smart with their mama because their mama's the smart one. How you gonna get with smart with somebody who already fucking smart? My mother will say some shit, make you think about it for two days. You come downstairs, think you know some shit. Mama, we hungry. Take your ass to sleep, you won't be hungry. I'm gonna tell y'all two things. Shut the fuck up and boil them hot dogs up. I ain't taking nothing away from white girls. White girls will defend their boyfriend. Shit, you ever seen a white girl and a boyfriend trying to get in a fight? She'll stop it. No, look at me. No. Brandon, look at me. This guy's an asshole. Get out of here, man. You're a fucking buster. Get out of here. Fuck him. Let's go. My hand. My hand, Brandon. You ever been in the grocery store? You walking down the grocery aisle. You see a white woman talking to a baby carriage like whatever sitting there got to be about 40. You scared to walk down the fucking grocery aisle. She talking into the baby carriage. Look at me now. Look at me now. When we left the car, did we or did we not have an agreement? What the fuck is in there? Who the fuck is that, Coado? I wish we had an opportunity to have an agreement in my house. Shit! You better watch out for the phantom smack. That shit was invisible and light speed. You don't even know what's gonna lead to a smack. My mother give your ass a trick question. Give me that remote. Boy, give me that remote. My dog be like, uh-oh! Take you your hands off that fucking remote. Mother used to smack our ass so fast, we didn't even know who was smacked till somebody started crying. We had to look at each other after we heard the noise. The only way you know is you, everybody looking like you're like, woo! Ah! All of a sudden, your ears start fucking ringing. You got smacked. In the studio, Tommy Davidson. What's up? Dodo. <laughs> That's my intro music. All right, all right. I Everything like is it. good. Everything Ladies is and good. gentlemen, Tommy Davidson. <laughs> Welcome to the Funny Bone. It's a Thursday night. Put your hands together. Um, we were just talking about basketball in the uh, in the studio. The Cavs. You, the Cavs. So you predicted the Cavs, huh? I predicted the Cavs. You're one of the few. Yeah, everybody was talking about that other team. And I was like, watch. He's too hungry this year. He got a nice squad. And then Love joined him. Mm-hmm. When Love joined them, I was like, okay, now they really got something going. 
I don't know, man. I, I, I was good I, to see. It was good to see. You could you watch the? Uh, Do you ever watch the Warriors warm up and see Steph Curry get out there and he'll shoot a little bit from about ten or fifteen feet out, uh-huh. and then he just widens it out to about half court uh-huh. and just drains uh-huh. them. Right. And I was like, well, this is over. Right. You know? I thought it was over because it was like they were getting jumped. Yeah. I mean, it was like too yeah. many, but they figured them out. They figured them out. That was that was style. I yeah. like that. That's I don't why. Know when that happened again. That's why when you put too much dominance on one player, no matter what the sport, people are going to figure out. Okay, well we'll just put another okay, dude yeah, over here. Yeah, let's just yeah, let's just go make them play defense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting stuff. So what's been going on with you, bro? Traveling the world, traveling the world, doing my damn thing. Just got Sharknado four. Okay. So what is that? What is that? About? Why? What? Because it's, it's Sharknado is just dope. Sharknado is just like there is a massive underground. There is a swell following. There's a ground move, a ground swell. And you know, you say I Sharknado, never use that word ever, but you know, you say the word Sharknado. There's going to be some scoffing, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, because well, because it's kind of campy, yeah, and, you know, whatever. It's sci-fi. Uh, no, black guy <laughs> saves the world. It's sci-fi. It's sci-fi. It's so sci-fi. who else is in four? Uh, Tom and Davidson, David Hasselhoff. Oh, okay. Tara Reid. Is it Tara Reid? And then Probably. some black reality chick. But she's pretty hot in the reality world, but I forgot her name. Um, she's really nice. Yeah. Um, one of the Shark Tank dudes. Okay. Who I didn't even know who it was. I was like, you know. I watched I, that show. And, I, and, and he was in the movie, and he played one of my employees, you know. And I was like, you look so familiar to me, man. Um, you know, I, but, And he was probably in his mind going, you know. You a jerk. I'm the guy from Shark Tank. You know uh, right, I mean? right. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. So it was in the movie. So uh, they approached Was this the, the only one you've been in? Because yeah, I, I haven't seen the other yeah, three. Yeah, no, Sorry. no, no. This is the only one I've been in. And I used to look at it and go, wow, that's pretty ambitious project. Snakes, I mean, sharks coming out of tornadoes. Yes. This would be interesting. Just a tiny bit of I didn't read the script. They sent me the script. I'm like, I'm not even reading it. I'm just doing it on the set. Really? Yeah, it was like, a, it was like, um. It was like a day at the circus. Yeah, that lasted I, like a month. Really? Was yeah. it? Was it fun? Fun. Yeah, yeah. They got some kids in there. We were. Like, it's kind of silly fun. Cra- I mean, it's crazy. We were like cutting the sharks with the chainsaws, and <laughs> you know, I'm flying yeah. over the over the over the Niagara Falls. I went and saw the special effects the other day. How did they, did they have to put you on a harness and all that? They or did the whole just, thing. So you were actually suspended yeah, from like I was a suspended. Yeah, and it, like they had Russian, you know, like acrobat dudes, you know. <laughs> Is that right? The string's going to pull you here, and then you're, you're going to go there. <laughs> what, wait, how are, why are you flying in the movie? What is what is that? Like where you know those squirrel suits? Yeah, the squirrel suits. People actually do that. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I've seen them skim the mountains. Yeah, yeah. People actually do that. I mean, white people actually do that. But <laughs> yeah, you know, we're not going to go people across the board on that. Um, <laughs> but but. You know, it's real. It's not real that I'm doing it, but when I put the thing on, the the, the guy was a pro. You know, yeah. He's a pro. So, did you get a little scared, a so little nervous? Like, nah. How far nah, up were not you? Not really, because I wasn't up that high. We were okay. in the studio doing green screen, so I was like, cool. But he was like, you know, because what'll happen is the wind. You know, the, you know, he's had the uh, the whole professional like I'm the squirrel suit dude. You know, mm-hmm. The whole wind, so if the wind catches it, you know, you you you. I'm like, dude, you don't understand. I'm not gonna get in that. I'm not gonna really do it. Yeah, so I don't care. But you've you, got to really yeah. feel like you're doing this it. This is not even you. This is not even you bragging because I'm not interested. Yeah. Um. All right. So since Living Color, um, which was you know, very, very, very color. You walk on the moon, like a balloon. 
<laughs> never too late and it's never too soon. Take it from me, it's all right to be. They live in white crumbs from, what's the place called we just ate? Crumpies. Yeah, crumbs from crumpies. Um, Fly out of my mouth. So <laughs> since the, I mean, I, I went back yesterday and I was watching, because like every now and then, I don't know, I, I go through these phases where I'll go back and watch old TV shows and, and Living Color is always one. And there is, there's not one person within that crew that wasn't just magnificent. Well, thank you. And I mean, you you got to think, at some point, would it ever come back? Would you guys ever? I would like it. I to. know that's a that cliche. Would be nice. Hold on, let me. Can I please that would be say more than nice? I know that's like the most cliche radio no, it's question, not. No, it's and not. I apologize in advance. It's not. That's but, a great question. But I would love for it to come back. Me too. Me too. We miss it too. We miss it too. I mean, that was like being in a circus. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Our script was like a, a circus. telephone book. We do whatever we wanted to do. Now, you know, you watch stuff on TV and it's funny at best. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And Saturday Night Live is funny at best. Agreed. But we were funny oh. at its best. Yes, like we you were, were. We were laughing. Yes. We did the, things that made us laugh. There has to be in your mind, like, it to me it would almost be like uh, thinking back on your high school years. Like, you know, those were the, gosh, you know, those were know. The great years. And and they were. And they, they were. were. Just, they were just incredible were. times. Yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody on the, I mean, you could name sit here it. and name uh, Jamie. Even goddamn J Lo, yep, you know, J-Lo. for that matter, yeah, who was a yeah. you know a dancer on yeah, the show. She was. She was. Has there been talk? That's it. That's it. Just talk. What about her I'm reunion? I'm kind of frustrated. Like, you know, how long has it been? Has, how it's long? Twenty five it years. It's been twenty five years. Yeah. So I'm frustrated because I'm like, Jim wants to do it. Jamie wants to do it. Everybody wants to do it, but Keenan is like on the fence. Yeah. And he's the one who ran the whole thing. So you just got to kind of go, all right, man, we're just... So you would wait on him and honor that before you... Well, we can't. So legally, you could Yeah, we can't. Yeah. I mean, we could. I mean, I I go on the Do you have a cell phone number? I do. Let's call him. I talk to him. All right, let's call him. No, then we really won't have one. Hey, Keenan, it's a white guy in Toledo. Then we really won't have one. And I want to tell you, I really like that show. Yeah, we really won't have one, yeah. No, he actually... I actually talked to him... But not about that. Yeah, you know, I'm not. You know, I just is it. Why does why does he say no? Like, what's the uh, what's the apprehension? I don't even care. Okay, I'm like to the point where it's like, you know, why he, not? Yeah. See, I you know I'm a stand up comedian who used to work at the kitchen in Ramada at the Ramada Inn. Mm. You know, and so we did something really good that people like. You know, and I want to give them people. I want to give it back to him. Was that is that what you were doing when in Living Color? Yeah. started. Yeah, so and I'm who, lucky. Who's who? How did you? How did that all my work? My friend called me. My friend called me. You know, when I first got the job, I called him and said I got the job, and he said you're stupid. And you know, oh, at, you 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 called to tell him you got a job at the Ramada. Right. He was like, you gotcha. stupid. He said you're the funniest person in the world. You should be in Hollywood making movies and TV and blah blah. I was like, get out of here. Yeah. What are you crazy? And so a couple months went by, and he worked at the worst strip club in Washington, D.C. I mean, the worst. Career goals. I mean, yeah. I mean, so he called me and said, I can get you on stage at this club. Mm-hmm. And you can do comedy. I was like, get out of here. So another. How old were you at this point? Uh, 19. Okay. Probably, yeah. And um, I finally said, yeah. You know, but the first time we went down there, I had a Datsun B210 and the radiator broke. It was in February, so Ugh. we didn't go that night. But he got right on the bus. He was like, man, we're going to go next week, man. I said, I'm going to get this radiator fixed. So we went down there, and I went on stage. I didn't know what to say. And he said, I don't care what you say. Just say something. And from the first thing that came out of my mouth, people laughed. Yeah. And it just 
See, that's a people don't understand that that's an anomaly. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's a, mm-hmm. that's not people. Everybody, you know, a lot of people think they're funny. Like I, you know, I think I'm funny, but I know better than to think. Well, I get on stage. What well, is a different thing for thirty minutes? It took me a little while for that stage. You know? Yeah, I mean that's a that's a that's big Fort big Apache. deal. That's Fort Apache. You got people looking right at you. Yeah. Oh, it's that's uh, so that's crazy. different. So since then, then you got in living color. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how long did it take from that moment for you to got uh, to get in living color? Like three years. Wow. Okay. Three years. So you were what twenty two? Yeah, I was something to, like that. Back to pass. Yeah. Back to pass. Young Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, God, how do you haven't really changed that much well, since uh, since that? Well, I you know? die this. So. You know, <laughs> What's you know, your beauty regimen? Really, yeah, the real story starts coming out of my chin. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Now. I tell you what, though, you get—I don't know how old you are, but you get you get up there and you start looking in the mm-hmm. mirror and going, "Holy, look at this!" Oh, I know. Right here, I know. You know. Hey, man, I'm around. Yeah, you know, Prince is in the urn somewhere, so I'm gonna take you know. Hey, I'm with I'm you, man. Today, I'm with you. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm gonna take right now. That's it. You know, that's it. But happy about everything, you know. Happy to be here. I've been here, coming here for what six, seven years now. Yeah. Um, great club. Yeah, it is. I've been coming to Toledo good. for years. Me and me and um Chris Rock were here on tour in '87. Were you really? And it was called the Slit Malt Liquor Bull Tour. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Slitch malt liquor. The Slitch malt liquor. I remember. The, I, remember tour. I remember the can. It was a mm-hmm. silver. Oh yeah. Can with oh, yeah. I remember the can. It almost looked like the friggin' Detroit yeah. logo. Yeah. It looked like Detroit. It looked like the Lions. It did. Yeah. I was telling somebody earlier. I saw you one time. I think it was in Dallas, and uh, we used to go to the comedy club there all the time, and and we would just go and just kind of hang out, and because we like to meet all the comics and talk. We were nerds about comics. But when you, when I saw you, I was always just like really entertained, and it was more about just really losing myself in in that hour or whatever it is. You you are just nonstop. It's just a it's a it's a train, and after that hour, you're like, okay, well, I got my money's worth. I always felt that nice. way with Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that was cool. Well, I I really mean it. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Cool. Thank you very much. In the world where podcasts are a dime a dozen, sometimes a voice cuts through the clutter. The best of the best come out on top. No rules, no bosses, no limitations, and no pants. Dude, you're going to need to cover that up. Is that a bullet wound? This is The Kramer Show. 